Welcome to Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. <laughs> Bienvenidos empacadores sin fronteras, dos papás dedicados al amor, la risa y los empacadores de Green Bay. Packers Without Borders, the greatest podcast on the planet. Two dads talking love, life, dedicated to the Green Bay Packers. Go Pack Go! Verde y amarillo hasta la muerte. Let's do this before we change our minds. Yeah, right. Let's do this. All right. Here we go. Monday. Mailbag Monday. Here we go. Sponsored by... Manscaped. 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 It's Manscaped, man. Dig it. Dig it. Can't wait. We are... Fine-tuning, getting everything done with them. Everything's inked. We're just waiting. Obviously, they are a real company. So there's approvals and things that we're going through. But as soon as we have those codes for you, we will let you know. Um, we will give you a little heads up. Do you want to tell them what you decided or what we decided? But I thought it was a great suggestion by you as our uh, our, our, our code. For well, you know, that, we had that guy from Arizona say it. And, you know, it, uh, it's kind of stuck with me. I kind of like it. It's like the slang for us, right? I mean, people go, oh, Packers without borders. But you know what I like? I like dos papas. Well, so, it, it's a tribute to the little Spanish intro I've got with dos papas dedicados. A los <laughs> I love it. I love it. I like it. I do. I think it's cool. I, do I think too. it's cool. And I do too. I mean, if any of the kids in my uh, son's grade six class will tell you, they think I'm cool too. <laughs> so if I think it's cool, it's cool. Nobody thinks I'm cool. <laughs> so we're good. Nice balance. Well, we've got some questions. Not the one with hair, but with an envelope. <laughs> Manscaped. All right, let's do it. Now, Gooseborn, who I must admit that I did not catch the first time around, and you did, Mr. Oliver Closeoff. <laughs> Fantastic, dude. Just completely whoop, over my head up until... <laughs> And here I am saying, oh, thanks to Oliver Closeoff for sending no, you a said, you said You said Glossoff. And I thought to myself, wait a minute. I didn't realize it. We both missed it when we were recording. And when I listened to it back, I was like, Oliver Closeoff? No, that's not what it is. No. No props. <laughs> props. Got props, over. Me, buddy. That was, that was, that's like when people call in, you know, for the birthdays. And they say, oh, Amanda hug and kiss. You know what I mean? <laughs> it is Bart Simpson, 100%. And I just got trolled. It was great. Good job, yeah, buddy. it was good. It was good. 
That's good. A couple questions okay. for me. Really good questions too. Okay. All right. First question, who leads the Packers in receiving? Also, kind of a side note, because they go hand in hand, who leads the team in touchdowns and are they the same player? Okay. Uh, I, we just finished discussing this. I'll go first quickly because I think uh, leading the team in touchdowns will probably be a tight end. I think it'll probably be uh, Tanyan. And then I think in receiving yards, it'll probably be a wide receiver. Now, which wide receiver? I don't know. I'm thinking of this. I mean, he's probably hasn't been talked about and everybody's come under everybody's radar and nobody's really thought about this guy, but I think maybe Dobbs. Have you heard of this kid? No. Who is that? Romeo Dobbs. He, he looks really good. I, I just, the other day, I just happened to, you know, be flipping through a newspaper and randomly chose a, it'll be Dobbs. Are you kidding me? Dobbs market. Well, I had been focusing on George Pickens. Oh, have you? <laughs> Nobody has not even his own quarterback. <laughs> I have this gut feeling in the more I just, I'm starting to get this gut feeling and I have a feeling in receiving it's going to be Sammy Watkins. I think that Sammy Watkins, a former first round pick is going to start showing up um, when the lights come on. When you look at his past with Pat Mahomes and where he played in his previous stints, whenever he's been healthy, he's been hands down the number one wide receiver on the team. His only limitation is health. So I've got Sammy Watkins leading the team in receivings now in touchdowns. We're going to, we're going to dive into a little bit of Packers history because it, it's going to frame the reason that I'm going to choose this player dun, 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 as my leading touchdown getter for the green Bay Packers. So green Bay Packers. All what? Time what? Yeah. Here we go. Green Bay Packers, all time leaders in number of touchdowns scored from 1921 to 2022 so current up to date right now number one on the list don hudson 105 touchdowns jim taylor 91 tay stopped at 73 obviously made it a point to pass mr jordy nelson who's at 69 uh, amon green at 68 sterling sharp at 66 Paul Sterling Hoyne. Sharp at 66 in that yeah. short-lived career without a quarterback okay let me just Put that in there. Go continue. Paul Horning, 62. Donald Driver, 62. Antonio Freeman, 57. Greg Jennings, 53. And then Aaron Jones, 53. I know Aaron. Aaron Jones is sneaky good. You know, everybody just kind of passes on him. And then you take a look at his numbers over the last couple of years and you go, holy crap. The only wide, you know, the only running back with this, the only running back the last four years with this, the only running back. So this year, thankfully, he's going to surpass Greg Jennings at 53. I also believe he's going to surpass Antonio Freeman at 57. I also believe he's going to surpass Donald Driver and Paul Horning at 62. And last but not least, I ultimately believe that he's going to pass Sterling Sharp on the all-time Packers touchdown list at 66, and he is going to have 14 total touchdowns this year between receiving and rushing touchdowns. What? That's where I am. Nonsense. Nonsense. I statted him out. And the problem is – That's less than a touchdown a game. It's less than a touchdown a game, and he's going to have one of those four-touchdown, three-touchdown games. 
For sure he will. Does. So sure all he we will. need is a half do a we, touchdown for the rest of the games. Do we do there. we play in Dallas? We do. Uh, well, we do play Dallas. Oh, oh, we do. We play in Rogers Stadium. Right. Where, uh, you know, uh, Aaron Jones loves to put up touchdowns. All he's got to do is play. Man, if Aaron Jones was traded to the Cowboys, he would have 100 touchdowns a season. It's the guy is special. And I am going to continue riding that bag when and pounding my fist for this guy because he's going to get 14 touchdowns. I keep statting him out and I was just kind of working on it. And I know people are talking about A.J. Dillon. Look, A.J. Dillon is going to have right around 50 something catches, but he's not the go out and make amazing cash catches in the corner of the end zone on a post route. No, he- no. Yeah, he's the dish off. He's the little out routes. He's the, yeah, in the backfield while he's running. That's what he does. Aaron Jones is the guy. He can stretch the field like a wide receiver. So I have a feeling that that's that's my leader in there. That was the first So Lazar isn't in there at all. Lazar, I think everybody, because of Dobbs' prowess, and he's shown it in the offseason, great in the red zone. Tanyan, great in the red zone. Lazard, good in the red zone so you're you're looking at a lot of really big targets yeah. in the red zone but aaron jones is going to be that home run hitter guy who can take a quick screen uh, screen pass to the house he's done it in the past he's done it again nice deep crossers playing on the outside so that's why i think it's not that these other guys aren't going to get touchdowns but when you're talking about 38 touchdowns for rogers at i'm at a ceiling kind of at this point, to be honest with you, because we're going to be running a lot more. Um, I just, I don't see Sammy getting a lot of touchdowns. I see him getting a lot of yards in between the twenties and then starting to target these bigger body guys. But yeah. even though, you know, those back shoulder throws to a clock are looking pretty nice too. Oh, yeah. It's just a matter is, is our red zone efficiency going to improve if our red zone efficiency improves. And, and we, you remember with Devonte Adams, um, he did. We, we had a couple shots at scoring in the end zone and, and Tate did drop a ball that hit him in the chest in the red zone. And we went back to him again when other guys were open. So maybe the multiple options for Aaron Rodgers with those big bodies is going to help improve our red zone efficiency. But we'll see. No dobs about it. No dobs about it. All right. Next question is who is going to play left tackle? Josh Nyman. Next. I agree with you. And there's been a little bit of talk about Eldon Jenkins moving to left tackle. I don't think because when Bach comes back, his natural position is left tackle. So they'll keep uh, Eldon on the right tackle spot because you, you want to have some continuity at some point, they're not going to move him from left back to right. When Bach comes in, I think for a couple games, they'll keep Eldon at right. And I agree that Yash is going to be at left. He's done a good job there. Yep. And most yards from scrimmage. So I guess this is kind of leading off of the other question, but who has the most yards from scrimmage, Jones or Dylan? Jones. Jones, because of the receiver. Dylan, Dylan will have more rushing yards. Dylan will have more rushing yards. I think he, he, might, even, he might even get real close to 1,000 rushing yards. But when you're talking overall, overall blah, 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 doctor says two more operations, I'll be fine. If you're talking about overall – It'll be Aaron Jones. And I, I think he's going to be somewhere around that 1,400 mark. There was a comment by Mr. A.J. Dillon. And it was, let's see, 178 times 17 is what? What is 178 times 17? Hold on. An me. awful lot. It's an awful lot. 
178. It's a 3,026. There it is. So he, remember, predicted early on that they were going to get 3,000 rushing yards this season. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> that means Aaron Jones is going to get 2,200? No, no way. I think no, that, no. I think, no, it's not going to happen, but they're probably going to come closer to maybe 22 or 2,300 rushing yeah. yards. Yeah, between the two of them. 750, you know, but then he's probably going to have maybe 750 receiving yards. But when we're talking about total yards from scrimmage, you're talking at about 1,500 for Aaron Jones and maybe about 1,200 for Dylan, but he'll probably be closer to 1,000 rushing yards. Yeah, yeah. I think Dylan will get more yards on the ground than Jones, but Jones overall, like it won't be close. It won't be close. Jones will be four or 500 ahead. Ooh, really important question here. Who got higher in the offseason, Rodgers or Matt? Me. I'm higher now. <laughs> <laughs> I still haven't come down. <laughs> <laughs> the key to not having the stoner hangover is to not sober up. Okay. So it's the same as the drinking hangover? It's. I'm telling you, wake and bake, shake that, bake that. Okay. I don't know. I had a rhyme there and yeah. my brain and my brain just stopped halfway through and was like, not Hey, look, Bob. something's out the window. <laughs> not great, Bob. Not good, Bob. <laughs> All right. So man. Man, now I got and that's great. I just lost my train of thought. Hi, Matt. Off season, current. Well shit balls. I was looking at something. What the fuck happened to my I just had a massive brain fart, dude. Here, this fill in the time while welcome I to Packers. Welcome to Packers Without Borders. Our brains are not working today. We are on autopilot. Hey, oh, I remember hey, what it was. Hey, how many bears does it take to change a light bulb? Now, the starting bear or the backup bear? All, any bear. How many? None. Let them fucking practice in the dark. That's <laughs> Uh, our, our starting wide receiver is better than uh, the kid that sells popcorn in Section 58 near stadium. They <laughs> have relegated their trash talk to comparing their starters to our backups. They're better. It's like, okay, dude. You, you, know you, know, what? you know, Susan, you know, Susan at Gate C that takes tickets. Yeah. Our starting quarterback is better than her. <laughs> <laughs> Literally where we are right now. Oh, yeah. Justin Fields is better than Love. Oh, okay, but Love's not playing this year. It's Aaron yeah. Rodgers. How does Justin Fields compare to Aaron Rodgers? Let's see. Oh, he doesn't. Okay. What has me a little bit nervous before we get into this uh, other stuff, but Vikings fans are extremely quiet right now. They're not chirping oh. back at anything I'm putting in there. Now, that might just be me. But they no, are... no, no, I've noticed it too. I've even thrown out a few just to get them riled up, and they haven't said anything. No. So either A, they realize we're right, and they finally shut the fuck up, which is very unlikely. Or B, something's brewing over there. The calm, the calm before the storm is what they're See, thinking. And this is, and, and I tweeted this out the other day, and I know that Bears fans, oh, Justin Fields, oh, did you see him go up against all the third and fourth stringers? Oh, man, he's elite. He's ready to go. 
Okay, so just like Pack Daddy said on his uh, pod last night, I don't even know our record in the preseason. I know we won one. I know that because I watched the last few minutes of that one. And I know we lost one because I, I watched the last few minutes of that one. I have no idea. You know why? It doesn't fucking matter. You can go 0-3, 3-0, 1-2-3. It doesn't matter because we start counting next week. That's when we start counting, right? So before you guys get all up in a tizzy, and I know they're going to go, oh, well, same works for Dobbs. And it's like, well, now, hang on. When we're evaluating certain players, when our fourth rounder is going up against their first rounder and he is dominating them, that's a good sign. When he goes out there and consistently, and remember the Chiefs, the Chiefs played a handful of their starters. Their entire offensive line started. They, they had a handful of their starters. And our backups our backups were out there. I mean, mm -hmm. think of the starters. How many starters, other than our offensive line, which was probably about four of our starters in our offensive line, and we were moving guys around in that offensive line other than, you know, Myers was where Myers is going to be. But think about the starters that we that we played in that game. I, other than maybe five, I don't think there was more than five starters that played in that game. Mm -mm. And... And, and the Chiefs were playing a lot more of their starters, not as, you know, not all of them, but they were probably playing about a maybe a dozen total. You know, when you look at offense and defense, the Bears go out there and they got their entire starting offensive line. They've got everybody that they know and they dominate against the Cleveland. First off, it's the Cleveland Browns. So shush. Secondly, it's the Cleveland Browns third and fourth stringers. Okay, Garrett wasn't out there. Clowney wasn't out there. None of those none of those DBs were out there. You were torching guys that will be selling cars next week. Okay? Fields. Fields is in trouble. And remember, at the end of the season, Bears fans were screaming, Fields is trash. He's trash. He's terrible. It's a bad pick. He's terrible. Somehow in the offseason, playing against fourth and fifth stringers, he's become elite. And after a season of, of shitting the bed several times, he has now become the next. It's It's got to be because you live in Chicago and you're constantly being shot at that you believe things like this. Maybe. Like, that's what I think. Yeah. It, it's, there, there's, a, there's, there's this sentiment going around. And, and I want to, because I don't fucking care about the Bears right now. Like, basically where I'm landing right now, like, you know, Jordan Love is kind of at the crux of this. And here's where I land on Jordan Love. So Jordan Love is now checked all the boxes for a backup quarterback. He's officially, like, he looks good. To a player who can step in in a pinch for a game or two or three, and we're not going to fucking lose, or he's going to be at least be competitive let's, enough. Let's to help be him. honest. Let's be right. honest. If if Jordan Love were to start this season and Aaron Rodgers couldn't play at all this season, we would still win the NFC North. Absolutely, it just be it would just be tighter. But our division is not very good, so no. that's where I land. And the good thing is he has another year to develop. It's not a big deal. I'm not too concerned about it. Like it right now it's Aaron Rodgers and his team and everything that he's done with a bunch of starters all over the place that are going to light the world on fire. Absolutely. Hey, over under or no, no, not over under. Do you think Rodgers, if, if, if we win the Super Bowl, you think Rodgers walks off into the sunset? No. And then the opposite. If we don't win the Super Bowl, do you think Rodgers walks off into the sunset? That's I think he, I think he plays another year. I think he plays another year. The way he's talking and stuff. I mean, don't 
he went on Joe Rogan and and compared uh, you know the United States to the Holocaust and you know and well he was baiting a lot of stuff and when you actually listen I'm not even going to get into that interview because they baited him too in a lot of stuff and and they took a lot of what he said out of context I actually went back and listened to it there it's just the same bullshit where they're just trying to vilify vilify him I don't fucking care about that anymore I just I don't don't go on Joe Rogan Aaron I know you listen uh we are big fans don't go on Joe Rogan do yourself a favor do yourself a favor Joe Rogan couldn't find his ass with both hands okay he is not the guy to follow, Dr. Joe Rogan. He is not the guy to follow. Okay, Aaron, yeah. follow, follow us, follow us. Come on our podcast, Aaron, and we'll and we'll 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 play meteorologist or porn star. Yeah, that's we'll a play, lot. We'll play porn star or witch's brew, huh? You probably got a little insight on that. Ooh, nice, like it. <laughs> oh, dog break! Who yeah. let the dog out? <laughs> <laughs> the, the mailman just got attacked at bruises house. I don't know what happened there. <laughs> um, I know every now and then my dog will stand up and like look at the front door and all of a sudden she goes, uh, I'm like, what the fuck? So I go to the front door and you've seen my front door. Like it's got a big glass. You can look yeah, out the front yeah, door. Look I look out. I'm like, there's nothing there. There's nothing there. What do you see? What are you hearing? And she'll just walk away. Uh, I got rid of it. Got rid of what? <laughs> right man uh, fucking dogs i swear to god dude it's it's it's, just, it's non-stop in this house if whether it's, if it's children, not the kids if it's not or, children yelling or my wife telling me that i need to go do something it's the fucking well that's dogs. the that's the you you recorded those those songs and and some of them have got your wife yelling at your kids in the background i was dying i was dying listening to them i'm like oh this would be a great song and then in the background you could hear and then your kids okay ma. <laughs> hey you know what it is a dad pod and i have a dad mod so i'm telling you, I'm telling oh. you it's hilarious it's all hilarious. right i've got a question for you man because i've got a conundrum before i decide to finalize this 53 okay okay all right man god this is so tough I'm debating between Patrick Taylor and I'm back to the running backs with Patrick Taylor and Goodson right now and who I'm going to put in that third spot because really Amari Rogers has obviously taken the punt and kick return duties. Do you agree with that statement? Yes. I said that before when you said Dobbs would be the returner and I said, it's Amari Rogers. Yep. And he graded out. Okay. Um, but from a returning standpoint, Tyler Goodson, even though he didn't have a lot of opportunities, was the fourth highest graded kickoff and punt returner. But I know we've seen Patrick Taylor's ceiling and Goodson maybe offers a little bit more ceiling than, than Goodson does. But do you honestly believe that the Packers are going to take a pure runner who's not very good at pass, pass pro, um, who's not very good at receiving and take that third spot when he hasn't even really sniffed returning. No, no. So it's Patrick Taylor, right? Like as much Uh, as I want Goodson, is it Listen, well, we got Hill on IR. So there's a possibility here, the way things shake down, right? That maybe we keep both. But I think if there was a market for Goodson, we would have shopped him. 
Oh, I agree. And Patrick Taylor was on here before and he made it clean through to the, to the practice squad. So I'm not, they're going to make the practice squad. Nobody's going to sign this person to be on their 53 because that's the kind of the saving grace with these last guys. And I was like, okay, is a team really willing to cut some of their players that have been in camp the entire off season through all of these preseason games to take a player off of another team to put on their 53. Neither of those two guys are good enough to do that. So it's who's going to contribute more to this team. And Patrick Taylor, you know, was already in that role last year with the punt and kickoff returning duties. Now Amari Rogers there, but if Amari Rogers kind of shits the bed a little bit, you know, Patrick Taylor, these guys like them enough. So I'm just kind of starting to lean more. And I just switched that this morning. I went from Goodson to that, just looking at the special teams grades from the off season. So I think it's going to be Patrick Taylor. I like Goodson. Goodson had some spurts, but yeah, that's a tough one. Mm -hmm. That's a tough one because you don't go wrong picking either of them. No. And are we going to use, so is the backup, let's look at it from a, a starting standpoint, because Goodson is closer to the A.J. Dillon, just pure runner, right? I mean, well, A.J. Dillon's also a fucking freak, so we can't even compare him to him. And Aaron Jones is lightning in a bottle. And Do you know, he looks like Ryan Grant. Goodson looks go. like Ryan Grant. Hits the hole and just runs for dear life, right? And, and always falls forward. And yeah. it's not blazing fast. He's not going to truck guys in the hole yeah. or anything like that, but he makes guys miss. Yeah, man. I just, I really like him. I think it's more of a hope that he makes the team, but yeah. I know that the Packers are going to disappoint me and put Patrick Taylor back on the team, which we've already seen what he is. And I don't like, I really wish that the Packers would take that upside on these back end players, these boom bust guys, as opposed to this known commodity that they've had for a while. Like dude, Tyler Davis. That's another one. He's going to make the fucking team, man. I don't think he will. No. Have you seen the, the news coming out? Every single article is about how the mistakes in practice and this is not affecting it, that they really like him. All the articles on him are coming like that. And I had they're trying to, they're trying to shop him. They're trying to shop him. Okay. Well, don't want to, don't want to get rid of him for nothing. Don't want to okay. waste a pick on nothing. No. Well, give me Sal Canella. The problem is that they, they already have their receiving. Salmonella. Team. You get that from chicken. That Sal Canella. Oh. <laughs> Salmonella is going to make the team. No, I don't know. Like, I just, I've got Ty Tyler Davis. That's, that's his new nickname. Send that <laughs> off to him. Somebody tweet that to him. His new nickname is Salmonella. He makes players sick. <laughs> the problem is. How about that, that? Is that that? That's that tight end that looks like Jake, Jake Kumaro, right? That's correct. I mean, you got to keep them. You got to. Because look how well Kumaro panned out, right? You know, and that's the thing is the problem is that we already have our two receiving tight ends and we need a blocking tight end. And at this point, it's Mercedes Lewis. And who's the guy that fits the bill for the blocking tight end, even though he's terrible at it, is Tyler Davis. The other guys on this team, Nate Becker, Sal Canella, are are receiving tight ends, which they don't want to deal with because Tanyan is fine. Lise Mack has some sort of foot hey, do you think? Do you think we trade? For Waller? No. Tight end uh, out of uh, uh, Miami. Miami needs a running back. Gusecki? Oh, well, they've got 50. Goodson and a pick. Goodson and a pick. 
Yeah, suddenly that becomes enticing, doesn't it? Goodson in a pick suddenly makes that enticing. And I mean, it's unfortunately, it. It, yeah. Because he is a blocking tight end. He is not, as much as people see him as this outstanding receiving threat, he's okay, but that's why they really don't want him because he is, he thinks he's a wide receiver, but he's more of a blocking tight end. I, I just, and I'm starting to see the smoke with Waller too. Maybe there's something there. But I think Tanyan is healthy. I think they're keeping him at bay. I think it doesn't really matter too much, does it? Because if we've got uh, Tanyan and Lewis healthy all year long, these other guys are just going to be rotational players unless we're bringing in two receiving backs. But that number two is going to be DeGuara. Um, so I'm just thinking from a blocking. I like it. I, fuck, dude, I'd take Gusecki on our fucking team in a heartbeat. But I don't think they're yeah. going to – for our third running back and a pick, but yeah, tight end. I've got Tyler Davis in man, and I hate it. I fucking yeah. hate. It. <laughs> yeah. And then here we go again. Defensive edge, outside linebackers, obviously behind Rashawn Gary, Preston Smith, uh, Kingsley Enigbar. I've got Jonathan Garvin as the fourth. And then I think I'm keeping Tippa. And I went from four to five outside linebackers because I think Tippa and they really like him. So I'm keeping a fifth outside linebacker in Tippa. What do you think about Gary Preston, obviously, but then his backups, Enigbar, Garvin, and, and Tippa? I don't know about Tippa. I don't know about Tippa. He's a question mark. He's a question mark. He is. But what about McDuffie? So at inside linebacker, I've got uh, Campbell, Walker, Barnes, and McDuffie. All right. But Tippa. Tippa Canoe. Yep, Tippa. Galileo. Galileo. And then <laughs> cornerbacks. I'm good. Yeah. I've got. Alexander Stokes, Douglas, Charles, Keandre Thomas, and Kayshawn Nixon. Yep. Safeties, I've got us keeping still keeping five. Um, Adrian Amos, Savage, Abernathy, Davis, and Innis Gaines, because I don't like Innis Gaines, but apparently they just like him. But did you hear what they're going to try to do with uh, Levitt? Like there's a scenario no. out here. So apparently they really like Levitt and he has some sort of shoulder injury. And what they're going to do is sign him to the 53 to then move him to IR is what they're yeah. saying potentially might happen. So that gets rid of Ennis Gaines or Micah Abernathy for that fifth spot. But I think Mike Abernathy's shown enough to deserve a, a roster spot. It's just this Ennis Gaines thing that just, that's the one thing I've got in his gains in right now, but this Levitt thing might just throw a wrench into everything because if they're going to sign him to then it just fucks my 53 because they're going to immediately remove him, put him on IR and then bring back in his gains or Carpenter right back into the safety role. So I don't know what the hell they're going to do. Maybe, maybe that's the shot I call is that Levitt's going to be on the 53. He gets cut and then uh, they bring in somebody from the practice squad after the 53 is set and the deadline is done and he gets put on IR. I don't know. Um, so Tippa issue, uh, Patrick Taylor, that player, and then Ennis and all that stuff with the safety. Now, last question I got for you, man, 
is Mason Crosby going to be ready for week one? No. Hmm. What are we going to do then? Are we keeping? I, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to kick the field goals. I was going to really, I was going to announce it next week, but <laughs> I'm, I'm kicking field goals and, and you don't want that because I could promise you this. Okay. Yeah. In my entire football career, from when I was very small to when I coached, I cannot kick a field goal, not from five yards, not from 10 yards, not from one yard. I, it is, there is a technique, there is a trick to it. And my brain just, just does not connect the dots. I cannot kick a field goal. I can punt the ball. I can rocket that SOB like it's never been rocketed before, but you put that ball on the ground and I guarantee you, I will kick it along the ground. <laughs> so it's just, it's the plant foot and just the timing of it. It's just my brain just will not connect those dots. I, I'm not sure why. I even worked out one time because we had our uh, starting kicker go down. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was like the third string punter as well, right? So if this punter and that punter went down, I would do the punting. And so they said, Larson, get over there and, and work out with the field goal kickers, right? After like 20 minutes, the coach was like, Larson, get your ass out of there. <laughs> he's like i can't watch this anymore i'm like i can't do it i i have no and they worked with me i couldn't i it's just something it, there's an art to it it's not as easy as you know those 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 monday you know couch quarterbacks like to say from the you know they're sitting there with a mouthful of m&ms going what a loser it's like you can't you can't kick it you can't kick it no it's tough yeah, I was the place kicker for our rugby team, but I drop kicked. So yeah. I didn't, I, I didn't place it on anything. It was a drop kick that I did. So it was just a matter. It's the same thing. You're just dropping out on its toe. It's the timing thing to kick it through. But yeah, it, it's you. You miss it by an eighth of an inch, and that fucking thing cooking <laughs> or it's slicing or it's just going to dribble two feet in front of you. I mean, it's terrible. It's just terrible when I try and kick a field goal. That's maybe what we should do is that, okay? We should do some type of contest where if I can kick a field goal, somebody wins something or something. But trust me, nobody will win anything. I, have, <laughs> I can't. You might have to kick it with the flat front part of your toe. Like, the like way. that guy? Like yeah. that guy? What's, what the was guy his name? Dempsey or something with half a foot? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just had a big old club on his foot. Whoop. Right? The, the Guskowski or whatever it is. So if, if it's a no, they're not going to, he's, they're going to carry two kickers on the 53. Well, they'll, they'll place him on, uh, you know, IR for three weeks or something, right? It's four weeks. Yeah. So, four. so it'll be four, first four weeks of the season. Well, we're going to find out here in the next 24, which hours. opens the door, which opens the door for a kicker to move into green Bay, because let's be honest, if we have a kicker move in for four weeks and he's accurate for four weeks, why would we put anyone else back in there? I agree. Right. It's just like in hockey when the backup goalie goes in and he, and he gets a shutout it's like, well, we got to let him play two games in a row now. And now cause you got a shutout. And then he plays the second game and he plays lights out again. It's like, well, why would we change anything when we're winning? We're not going to pull you until it's necessary. You open that door a crack and somebody slides in there, right? Let's, uh, let's do a break.
This is your right. Jimmy Cheese Butt. TJ Williams. Doran Starter Gun. Shelly. It's Reed. Randy McGray. Peter Nebels. Mick. Mel. Alex Brown. Matt Stevenson. What's up? Matt Ramage. Andrew Falk. Matt Kuhneman. It's Eric. Bruce Banker. Matt. Matt Fraley. Chris. Chris McLeod. The Macho Man Randy Savage. Luke Song. Kristen. Kimmy. Coach Juan. Colton Moore. Dave Robbins. Kermit the Frog. Kelly Bruner. Eric. Luke Song. Jeremy. Jimmy Cheese Butt. Younger. Bales of Hay. Guys, tune in. Great show. It's not just about football. I'll find a What's your name, little girl? What's your name? Thank you for listening to Packers Without Borders. You can catch us on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, and anywhere else you get your favorite podcasts. And don't forget to follow us on Patreon.com front slash Packers Without Borders for some exclusive content behind the scenes. Check out our merchandise on TeePublic, Packers Without Borders. Peace. Go Pack Go. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. 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 Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Bruce and Matt. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Matt and Bruce. Bruce and Matt. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. Packers without borders. We're listening to my dad and his friend Bruce on Packers without borders. It's a great break. I like uh, I, I like the uh, some of the commercials are getting kind of fancy schmancy. Dude, you're getting good, man. I, I'm I'm digging the editing, and I've got you know I'll I'll figure out the music stuff because now just to let everybody know that once we actually start making money at this, we cannot use proprietary. Some of the more unfortunate. Some of the stuff we've been stealing. Yeah, <laughs> which has been legal up to this point, but as soon as we start making money, we can't. So that's yeah. Um, yeah, we can use the opening uh, music that was given to us uh, by Badger, and uh, uh, Badger gave us permission. We have the letter and the whole works that we can use that. Yeah. Um, we can use a little bit of, like in the commercials and stuff, some of the background stuff, because I, I've only edited like four seconds and then looped it. So it's really, you know, that not that big a deal. But yeah, there'll be, a, there'll be some audible changes. Bruce's voice will be three octaves higher. <laughs> Kyle Brandt. I know it, he got kicked in the wrong? nuts this morning or something. He got I, kicked I, in the nuts. I, you know what I realized? Maybe they have some sort of voice filter on him, and today was like his natural voice, which is like my voice, where it's just like a shitty radio voice. But he always seems like he has a much deeper voice, and today was his real voice. Like I was just like, that was really fucking weird. Like I thought it was like on one and a half times speed or something. And I was just like, this is not, this does not sound like the real Kyle Brandt. <laughs> yeah. 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 Ugh. Agreed. Agreed. Oh, do you want to talk about where the fuck is this? How do we know that we went to the moon? Oh man. You know how we know? I'll tell you a Buzz Aldrin summed it right up. Summed it completely up in one quick sentence when they asked him about whether or not the moon landing was faked. Okay. So when they went to the moon the very first time, the amount of scientists, 400,000 people, 400,000 people, all those 400,000 people have family, wives, husbands, kids. Okay. We can change that number easily to about 2 million people that were directly related to the, you know, to, to the moon landing. And Buzz Aldrin said this, he goes, here we are, you know, 
50 years later and nobody's come out and said it's fake. Don't, don't you think somebody would have in this day and age come out and said that it was fake? Not one of those people came out. So there it is. We went and Apollo 17, right? The last yeah. guy to stand on the moon. And this guy as dads, we hate this guy. We absolutely hate this guy. You know why? Why? As he was stepping onto the lander to, uh, you know, go back off the moon surface, he wrote his daughter's initials in the moon surface. Okay. Because there's no atmosphere, those initials would be up there forever. So even after he's long gone, his daughter can look up at the moon and know that there's a message up there from her father. What a bastard. How do we top that? <laughs> That is extremely romantic. <laughs> right? Yeah. What a thing. When I heard that, I mean, I had a little tear in one eye and the other eye was twitching because I was like, you son of a bitch. You can't top that ever. <laughs> I, got, I have to go to the moon. <laughs> you know what the first gift I ever gave my wife was prior to getting married? A star. Yes. You know how I know that? Because I told you already? No. <laughs> no. 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 Because you're that type of guy. You're that oh, type yeah. of guy. Yeah. I didn't buy any of that stuff. I just pointed to a star and I said, that one, babe, that's the one I bought. <laughs> no, I, it's like, prove me wrong. <laughs> I, I got a certificate and I went through everything, got the certificate delivered. Yeah. That was the first thing I ever gave her is I gave her a star. AX51037G8. That one is now Paulina. That is correct. <laughs> Yeah, isn't that romantic? What is that the most romantic thing you've ever bought your wife? Um, I don't think so. I mean, it just it depends. It's been a lot of things. I was, you know, I've made stuff by by hand. I've um, I don't think so. We just enjoy our our company. So a lot of times it's just like going to like spending a weekend at a resort. What is the what is the the gift? that you would say is the most romantic gift you ever bought your wife or got, let's say got that way it includes bought or made. Hmm. I can answer. I can answer that right now. From my side. Yeah. A, a house. <laughs> I got her a house and everybody goes, Oh, well you both have the house. Oh really? When we get a divorce, who moves the fuck out? <laughs> See, that's not very romantic. It ain't me. It ain't me. <laughs> very romantic. No. It's just been little details here and there. I'd have to ask her which one did because for me, all of them, like everything has significance with, you know, we don't give each other other than maybe like Father's Day. Do you guys, do you guys buy each other birthday presents? Yeah. Do you? Yeah, we do. And we do Father's Day and Mother's Day. And all of a sudden, we just do kind of random out of nowhere gifts, you know, where it's just kind of like you feel like showing up with flowers or something. And like the one I thing do the I do the flowers thing randomly, not yeah. on specific days, just like it's Wednesday. Here you go. Yeah. The, the one thing we definitely do not celebrate is Valentine's Day. Really? No. Like the way that we celebrate we it, the, I make them dinner. Like I make the girls and her like a dinner and I cook for them and I clean and I just kind of treat them all to a date at home. But we don't actually like go and buy love cards and all that shit. It's like, you've got 365 days a you year. You know those, 
Love you know those little hearts and it's like got like eight little chocolates in it the yeah. little ones right yeah. they're like three bucks or whatever that's what we get each other yeah right and then we end up trading because i don't like these ones but she likes these ones so then i end up eating half of hers and she eats half of mine right but we stopped we used to get each other some pretty cool presents and then we had kids and at christmas time we don't i don't think i've opened up a present at Christmas with my name on it for a dozen you know, years. We always, we obviously put a limit on what we get each other, but there's always something we're, we're, we've been really good at knowing each other and saying, okay, I know she really wants this, but she wouldn't get it for herself. Kind of get yeah. like best gift to give. Like when somebody wants something and, but they won't get them for themselves. And we're pretty, that that's kind of where we are with things. We're, Again, usually what we try to do is trips, memories, not necessarily, but like if we get something, it's something that's going to be useful. Like she gave me that huge Yeti, uh, you know, that, that Yeti, whatever ice like pouch. See, we don't, pouch. we don't get each other gifts because we just buy what we want when we need it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like it's like, Oh, I I really wanted a a new Packers hat. So I, I bought it. Yeah, I didn't I didn't wait for my birthday or any, you know, stuff like that, especially with my birthday. My birthday is terrible. Our, well, the whole month of December at my house is terrible. So my wife was born on the 2nd of December. Yep. My yep. daughter is the 6th. Then you've got Christmas, the 25th. Then you got my birthday on the 29th. Yep. So it's all just a blur. And That's, then you never got Christmas birthday gifts separate. It was always one. Let me tell you. And I hate that shit because my friends would go, oh, here, this is for Christmas and your birthday. So you know what I would do to them? Their birthday would be like in June or something, right? And I'd go, here, this is for Christmas and your birthday. And they go, but Christmas is, and I go, what? Another separate day? Yes, yes, it is. But apparently <laughs> we've got a relationship where I can just give you one gift and cancel the two days out. And they go, all right, all right, all right. So now I get like a little shitty gift at Christmas and then a half decent gift on my birthday. And it's like, I, I appreciate the effort, guys, but still, this fucking blows. Save up for this. You've got a whole year. <laughs> I'm an awesome dude. I'm totally on, worth it. Come on. Now, you know what? I don't, I, at Christmas time, I love watching people open the gifts that I got them. Uh, that's what I like seeing. That's, yes. that's my favorite thing to watch, watch my kid lose his mind because I got, whatever it was that he wanted right watch my daughter freak out because i got you know a series of books that she wanted or you know replaced her tv or you know we don't uh we don't really have specific days you know that we go we're we're doing this now having said that my son's birthday is uh in october so it's about a month away Mm-hmm. And, uh, we, you know, we, we invite the whole class. He's in grade seven though. Do you invite the whole class in grade seven? No. I don't know if you do that. We, we did that all the way through elementary school. Right. And here's, here's did. a tip for you. Here's a tip for you parents out there. Okay. If your kid is in elementary school and they come home from school with a card for a birthday, you got to go. You have to go. Don't be the toilet water that decided they weren't going to, oh, we couldn't make that one hour. Shut up. You're going to make that one hour. This is for kids' birthdays, right? I can tell you having my birthday on December 29th, I never had a kid's Christmas party, a kid's birthday party. I never had one. Mm-hmm. I, I never had one. 
kids didn't come over. It was Christmas break. They were with their families. They were on vacation. They were everywhere. I never had one. So let me tell you, it is important to those kids in elementary school. You get to junior high and stuff like that. And then they start to select. These are the seven or eight or 10 kids that I want at my party or whatever the number is, right? Maybe your kid's popular and it's 18 or 20 kids. But remember, if you've got a really popular kid in junior high school, odds are they're doing drugs. So you want to keep the numbers kind of low. So this is grade seven for him. So maybe maybe like 10 kids or something. Like, mm-hmm. and of course, and we've got like eight kids that live on our little cul-de-sac here. So that all of them come, Right. So it's usually, it's usually mayhem. I'll tell you. And cause, cause he's not anywhere around me. I'm getting him a, one of those electric scooters, mm-hmm. you know, those ones mostly because I want to ride it. Yeah. <laughs> That's usually what right. you do. Yeah. I've said this in the past. My dad always said when they're young, you get toys for them. When they're older, you get toys that you can play with them with, you know, well, you know, I got him last year. I got him. It was a monster truck. Uh, remote control monster truck and this thing you could put in the water in the mud it, you know it climbs walls it does all this crazy stuff he looked at it i put the batteries in it he drove it up and down the hallway in the house put it away it's been in his closet ever since mm-hmm. every time i bring it out and i put it in the backyard and i make it climb over stuff and i'm like look how cool this is he's like oh, dad that's mine and brings it back inside the house right so i'm hoping that if i get if i get him that gift that i can uh, maybe borrow it a couple of times Everyone's i don't know if i don't yeah. know if two 240 is uh okay to stand on that thing i may just be standing in one place listening to the engine going is this going to start bowing smoke. in the middle <laughs> it's going to be bowed in the middle with both of the wheels up in the air just spinning like in a v just snap it right in half <laughs> yeah. whoops yeah imagine taking that back to toys r us uh, yeah, so uh, this is a manufacturer's defect. <laughs> it, and it's funny, we're talking about Christmas, and I know it was about your birthday and gifts and stuff, but dude, went to Hobby Lobby this weekend to get, I can't remember, a box for something. I can't remember what it was. I walk in, they, they've completely skipped every single thing that's between now and Christmas, and it's not yeah. full of Christmas shit. It's yeah. Like, fucking August. Yeah. Yeah, what happened to Halloween? Oh yeah, they've got like a little tiny section, right? Like one little like yeah. thing with a couple things and then they've yeah. got fall stuff with like the pumpkins and thing. But it's like basically the entire right side of the store is Christmas and then the little islands in the middle are like Halloween and yeah, fall. Yeah. And like what the fuck is wrong with you? And this is the first year we're still trying to debate whether or not because, you know, uh, Matilda's now in middle school. So... Yeah. We don't want her to be ridiculed for believing in Santa Claus. And that's basically last year, like Carmina, we let her know. And we've got this nice little book that we give her. So this might be Matilda's year where she finds out that Santa doesn't exist. And, it's, and isn't that the worst? It's terrible. I don't. It breaks I, my heart. It breaks my heart. I know I'm probably down to the last year. He was asking questions last year. And it was like, those sons of bitches in your classes need to shut up. Yeah. Right. Like enjoy it while you can, man. Enjoy it while you can, because suddenly the magic just goes poof. Yeah. They ask me and they're like, well, dad, you really do believe in Santa Claus. I was like, absolutely. You know, like I just, I try to play it that way. Cause I do believe in the Christmas spirit. I do believe in, 
in those things. Obviously, Santa Claus is, I, I've spent enough money in my lifetime to know that Santa Claus does not come down a chimney and drop off any gifts inside the house. I don't even, I don't even have a chimney. <laughs> but <laughs> it's, so, okay. So in that case, how does he get into the house? How do you oh, explain no. to, to your son that he gets into the house? Because he's magic. So he just pops in. He's magic, man. That's what he does. I mean, if you don't want to believe, this is what I always say too. If you don't want to believe, you don't have to. I said, but understand that if you don't believe, you don't get as many presents because the power is in you believing. And so we watch like those Santa Clauses, you know, and they're like, we have to believe in the Christmas spirit. And so he'll close his eyes. And he's like, I believe, I believe, I believe. Now it's going to be like, hmm, I think my old man's a filthy liar. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, she started asking questions last year too. And we know it's because her friends have already told her that. He, so she's going to kind of say like, I suspected it, I know, you know, but she's hanging on because they, they do try to hang on to, to that last bit of innocence. That's also. kind of it. That's kind of it, right? And then after that, I mean, think back in your life, right? As soon as that kind of goes away, suddenly you're an adult. Yeah. And you know, it happened for me where I was four years older than my brothers and I never told them. So I didn't ruin it for my brothers. I let them believe it. And I actually played along with my parents to help with stuff and hide. And, you know, my dad, at one point, I remember one of the last memories I had of my brothers believing was we had like this secondary, the garage, we, they converted the garage into like this entertainment center room, right? Or whatever, because they didn't need the garage and we needed more space. Too many fucking boys running around the house. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember my dad said, okay, we're going to go to bed tonight. But, and we got all these slate, like a giant thing of sleigh bells. And he got up on the roof oh. and my brothers were not going to sleep. So he says, if they don't go to sleep, just kind of let me know. And then I'll get up on the roof. Like, oh, he's here. Right. And my dad went on the roof and made a bunch of fucking noise and bells and shit. And my brother started freaking out. They're like, oh my God, he's on the roof. Ah, Santa's on the roof. I was like, go to sleep, go to sleep. So we would play up. And then the following year, I, from that was the last memory I had. So I think after that, it was like Santa was officially done, but I made it a point to not tell my kids. So my, my brothers, so it has been terrible telling like they're the face last year of my middle one when she read the book and found out who santa was was just heartbreaking and i don't yeah. know if I'm gonna do that again dude i know i'm it's, it's coming. coming it's coming it's coming i think it's i think it's this year i'm gonna do my absolute best and in fact i'm going to get a santa costume and I'm going to go around, especially with all the neighborhood kids that we have, because I think the oldest kid, I mean, other than there's a 15 year old across the street who won't stop staring at my daughter, by the way, yeah. by the way, by the way, Evan, back up. Okay, back up. So all the other kids are like three, four, five, six, seven, right? So they all completely believe. So I'm totally going to get the costume. I'm going to go around hand out candy canes and I'm going to ask them, well, what time do you go to bed? Santa's getting his schedule ready. Right. You've got to let them kind of live through it. But yeah, I'm just, I'm terrified of telling, not terrified. It's just, it's going to be terrible because my poor daughter last year just was completely destroyed. Babe, come here real quick. Oh, she's got to go. I was going to just ask you real quick. She's always got to go. Yeah, of course. She's always got to go. She's on the run. She's on the run. All right. Well, you need to come to the actual. Computer. You need to get over to the, you know, I'm not editing any of this out while we beg you. Two seconds. I'm going to put in a 
I know. Two seconds. One, two. So how do you? Hey! How do don't you shake that. About having to tell Matilda that Santa Claus does not exist. Oh no, I'm not doing that shit. Right? I'm not, I'm not. I know. I know. I'm gonna leave it to the sisters. And you know, my my son this year asking questions. So I think I think this is this might be the year. And well, it's heartbreaking. Asking questions, and we might need to tell her, but no, not not Matilda. Yeah. Not See, not Matilda. She feels yeah, the same. Yeah. Right. I know, not not my little buddy. Not yet, buddy. Not yet. Yeah. I'm so glad she's such a professional at podcasting. I'm telling you, she's <laughs> she's a natural. She walks right up shaking something at the mic. <laughs> protein as she's waiting for her appointment and just yelling. That one? That's all I ever hear of your wife. Like 90% of the time is just in the background. <laughs> See, see, I can't even can't even understand. I just hear a high pitched voice yelling at Bruce. <laughs> like, oh, wife. <laughs> see, yours yours yells. You yours guys yells. don't do shit. You guys just do Packer stuff. Was she just said? I actually busy like bye. Bye. Okay, see you later. Yeah. See, your wife yells, mine stands there and does this weird kind of like broken sign language and mouths. And she's mouthing things that I'm like, the elephant is on the roof. What are you saying? And then she looks at me like I'm an idiot. And I'm like, spit it out. Oh, no. <laughs> like, my, wife spit. my wife is very vocal. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Absolutely. That was, that was fucking funny, actually. <laughs> Monday mailbag in the books. If you've got any questions for us for uh, Mailbag Mondays, sponsored by Manscaped. 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 Sponsored. <laughs> Manscaped. It's sponsored by Manscaped. Uh, don't forget, you can send them to us at uh, Packers Without Borders at Outlook.com, all one word. You can find us on Twitter at Borders Packers. You can find us on Facebook, Packers Without Borders. Instagram, Packers Without Borders. Check out our Instagram uh, account, Packers Without Borders merch. Uh, the uh, shirts and all of the merch have uh, slowly been getting approved. Uh, Bruce is uh, going to get something out uh, probably later this week. Yep. And uh, we'll start uh, collecting your uh, money and we'll be bringing around a big bucket and you can just fill it full of money. That would be great. Hard-earned money on kick-ass shirts. Just getting final details. Website's done. Everything's done. Ready to launch. But obviously, uh, we're making our own shirts. So we just need to button down the hatches to make sure that everything's good. I don't, I don't want to... You know, there, there, there's a saying in life, always under promise and over deliver. I promise you, I will have the shirts out to you by this week. I just need to make sure that everything is buttoned up and nice. The quality is what we expect it to be, um, but we're going to be ready to go. And please go to Packers Without Borders on Patreon as well. If you want to just give us a buck, five bucks, 10 bucks, 20 bucks, whatever you want, always helps as well. And finally, honestly, the thing I'm asking you that helps us the most is click that subscribe button, that notification button, make sure and download those, leave a review, click the five stars, four stars, three stars, two stars, one star. If you don't like us, good. I don't fucking care. 
leave us a bad, fucking bad review, but leave us a review, preferably a good, nice review, because I think we do a good job. But those help us out quite a bit as well. So make it a point. Take two minutes out of your busy day to write a review. This Saturday, we are doing our fantasy football uh, year two, our annual year two. I mean, now it's annual year two fantasy football league draft. It will be a live draft uh, via Zoom uh, on our sleeper app. We have our 12. Our 12 have been selected. The two, We have narrowed it down from hundreds and hundreds. Well, we narrowed it down from like 14 down to 12. Yeah. And um, we're ready to go. Uh, I like my team name this year. What's your team name? Are you O'Quay? Oh my god! <laughs> For Quay Walker, you like no, that one? Oh, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't know where that came from. I didn't get that. <laughs> I know it's terrible. Right on, brother. Monday, peace. Go pack, go. This has been Packers Without Borders. Try and be kind to one another. Try and love each other. And go pack, go. Esto ha sido Empacadores Sin Fronteras. No se les olvide cuidarnos unos a los otros. Hasta luego. Take these broken wings and learn to fly